0: Welcome to the How Great Events Happen Podcast. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cody. And we are your podcast hosts, coming to you from the c Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon.
1: Hey, podcast listeners. Are you looking for your next big escape and an event to end out the year strong? Join Cvent and the Elite Meetings Alliance November 10th through 12th at the beautiful Grand Hyatt Playa del Carmen in Mexico.
0: The Elite Meetings Alliance is a two-day event that brings qualified corporate and association planners together with luxury hotel representatives and industry suppliers to cultivate relationships. The event focuses on -on one-on-one meetings, CMP-accredited education sessions, and unique networking activities.
1: You can sign up online at cvent.com slash podcast. And of course, we hope to see you there. Olay! Olay! Before we get to today's topic, read more about today's episode at the CVent blog at CVent.com slash podcast. And of course, we love hearing from you. So email us at podcast at CVent.com.
0: That's right. Today's episode is focused on sustainability at live events.
1: And I know, Cody, both you and I are really interested in this topic. And I really feel like our conversation with John Kelly was so informative.
0: Yeah, it really was. So I'm so excited for our audience to hear more. So here's our interview with John Kelly.
1: So thank you, John, so much for joining us. We are incredibly excited to talk about sustainability today, and we are so glad to have you here to learn a little bit more.
2: Thank you very much. I'm super excited about having this opportunity to talk to you about one of the subjects um, I'm incredibly excited about.
1: And, you know, we hear all about corporate social responsibility. It's kind of that CSR. We, We hear that term a lot in the industry. So to start, can you tell us what is sustainability and what is the correlation with CSR?
2: I think that you know if you look back ten years when everyone was talking about CSR and it was very much you know the thing to have as part of your business plan however a lot of it was you know it was measurable it was a barometer it was about looking backwards and seeing what you'd done as a business so you know look we're great we do all these charitable initiatives um, we look after our staff we um, you know we're green we print on double-sided paper and, and all of that sort of thing however what really happened a, a person, this is my my thoughts is that you know when the recession hit a lot of people dropped csr quite quickly and it became a nice to have it was nice to do these things with our staff it was nice to you know consider the charities and and what have you the reality was when they impacted the bottom line a lot of them just got pushed to one side it was it was about survival i think The definition is now quite clear. Sustainability is a must-have. We're in a place now where we don't have a choice. Every business, every organization needs to have a sustainability policy, and it needs its people to get on board with it too. So, we're now at a place where we, we can't ever push sustainability and, and the green message to one side. I think one of the things that's great, though, about sustainability is that we have a lot of people, a lot of organizations, even generations are behind this. You know, Millennials and Generation Z are all driving this, too, and they won't allow it to go away or be ignored, and we can't either. You know, We also have to remember that these guys are, are our future leaders. They're going to be CEOs. They're going to be CEOs. These guys are the next generation people coming into our business and a lot of them are looking for, to work for businesses that, that have a really strong sustainability program. I think I read somewhere today that 93% of millennials want to work with a business that has a real clear focus in this area. So I think to me, it's quite simple. You know, CSR was a nice-to-have. Sustainability is an absolute must-have Wow, ninety-three percent—that's a huge number.
0: Very impressive, you know. Isn't I, it scary? Yeah, it's scary. I gotta say though, I love the subject of sustainability. This is really interesting. I gotta ask though, like, what makes you an expert on the subject? Are you out there hugging trees or riding your bike everywhere? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't think personally I am an expert, and I'm certainly not an eco activist or a tree hugger. And after falling off my mountain bike last weekend and damaging nerves in my leg, um, I don't think my wife will let me ride my bike anytime soon. What I am (laughs) is is someone that just really cares and is passionate about this area. I admit that I'm far from perfect on this, but I'm trying to get everyone else trying and and to be a little bit better. There's a great line that I read and I've seen many times on social media recently and it's about, what the world needs is a million people trying to save it imperfectly, and not just a handful of people trying to do it perfectly. And I think if you start to think like that, then it's a lot easier to get in, engaged with it. I, I started off, um, I, you know, as I said, I'd like love mountain biking. I'm a scuba diver. I'm a skier. I love hill walking. I, I like being outside. And I started seeing that there was a lot of a lot more rubbish being thrown out and, and, of course, the impact that it was having on the world's oceans was really sort of brought to bear watching Blue Planet 2 on, on BBC2, which highlighted the, the absolutely shocking amount of waste that we throw into the world's oceans every year, um, 12 million tonnes to be precise, which is kind of slightly difficult when you imagine it. But then I did a little bit of research and, and the average dump truck, rubbish lorry will hold 12 tonnes of waste. So that's a million waste waste. Trucks all dumping their waste into the sea every year. And if you picture it like that, then it becomes suddenly quite a big issue and something that, that we all have to get on board. So what we did at BCD, we created the, the green-white paper, which we thought would be a guide to green meetings. The reality was it wasn't. We, we were left with lots and lots of unanswered questions, but that became exciting in itself because we had to start looking to see what those the answers were to those unanswered questions. We also knew we tapped into a rich vein because we had 135,000 social media impressions around the, the launch of it. So we started getting more and more input from people, from our suppliers, from our clients, from our own you know staff, all wanting to know more about this. And really encouragingly, also, we had lots of our competitors coming to us and saying, look, what can we do about this as an industry to drive forward change? So I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy at the moment, or one of the guys, and there is lots of us, trust me, that are putting their hands up and saying, look, guys, we need to do something about this as an industry.
1: And I love when you say that we need 1 million people doing this imperfectly instead of just a handful of people doing it perfectly. Because, you know, you admit you're not an expert. I'm not an expert. But if we can all just kind of do our part, it's going to make a bigger difference. Absolutely. Um, So I think that that's a really impactful thing to say. Anybody takes anything away from this, take that away.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, and that is my takeaway to, to everyone. Um, you know, I, I speak at a lot of panel sessions, industry events about this. And, and everyone says, you know, what's the one thing I can do tomorrow? And said, so just do something. You know, you don't have to, to go out and chain yourself to railings. And, and that's great if you want to do that, to, to bring attention to this course. But just start doing something.
1: So when we when we think about events and we think about sustainability and without getting too political, what is the problem that we're trying to solve here? Is it reducing that 12 million dollars of waste and just using our event to make a small impact? Is it education through things like the green white paper? Like what are we trying to do today? (laughs)
2: <laughs> wow what a what a big question i think one of the first things that, that we need to do is get people to realize that you know the climate change is real and the consequences of not acting are really utterly devastating you know we need to reduce the amount that the planet is warming up and as an industry we contribute a lot to to global emissions and whether that's through travel through wasted events you know all the little things you know whether it's room drop gifts and that sort of thing we we really need to get hold of this. So the issue is big. The planet's life is at stake. So as an industry, we need to, t- to come together. We need to start seeing that there's a problem. We need to address those problems. We need to educate people so that they can get on board with being part of the solution.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. And in your opinion, what is the biggest
2: problem area or problem areas? <laughs> I'm literally, where to start? You know, we are an industry that is about bringing people together. You know, meetings is is a noun and it's a verb. You know, people come together to meet, and you know, human connection will happen so much more effectively when people come together. So, you know, it's really really important. I think virtual meetings are, are a great solution, but we still are all about coming together. You know, we're, we're here to run businesses. So, we're not going to get away from from travel. We're not going to get away from the waste that we create. But what we can do is we can mitigate some of that. So, if you are traveling, you know, look to see whether there's alternatives that aren't necessarily air travel. If you are Traveling by air, then look at carbon emissions and and whether you can offset those. You know, waste is such a huge part of our our industry. You know, whether it's food waste, conference materials, stage sets, etc. Again, look at all of that. And again, then it goes back to what we've already discussed around education. You know, culture and mentality is such a big issue, and. People need to get on board with this. You know, they need to understand that by making small changes, big differences can happen. So to me, it, it's travel, it's waste, and it's culture and mentality.
1: So let's dig into that more. You mentioned travel. You know, is there a way that event professionals can help to decrease the carbon footprint?
2: Yeah, there is. I think that it, it's looking about how we get to an event. You know, as I said, we're in the industry of bringing people together. So, you know, simple things like choosing a destination that doesn't require flights, sourcing the materials that you're using that on that event locally rather than flying them in, shipping them in, et cetera. Someone was I was talking to this week said so has a really simple way of doing it. Whenever they're placing an event into a city or a, a destination, a um, venue, etc., they speak to the people who are holding the event there before them and they ask if they can hold onto the A V kit and the stage set and And they reuse it rather than it being ripped out and put back in again for their event and they 'll share the cost but to me it 's a really simple, really effective way of getting around you know that sort of almost double impact that, that some events will cause. Use technology to broadcast messages to a wider audience we 've done things where um, we 've used holograms in another country of a speaker in another continent so things things like that, you know, encourage your delegates to use public transport. Encourage car sharing, pooling, you know, offset your carbon footprint wherever you can. You know, and it and goes back to that technology thing. Yeah, you know, if you've got your people talking, if they're sharing ideas, and that might be in the form of an app. So you know, hey guys, I'm traveling from London to Manchester. Does anybody want to share a car with me? You know, or let's all meet on the train and we have a, a two and a half hour meeting on the train before we get to the event. If people aren't connected, then they won't know that the, those options and, and opportunities exist. So I think technology can be a great enabler for those things.
0: Wow, that's really interesting, You know, especially about the sharing of the AV equipment. Um, that's something brand new for me to hear, and I wish people would start doing that more often
2: and it 's such a simple thing that why wouldn't you think about it? You know we do have this this mentality in a lot of our, the things that we do that you know we will do something and we will hold it close to our chest and we won 't share it because we think you know our competitors will get hold of it and and what have you. I've been at a conference this week and with other um, peers in the industry, and the thing we all agreed was that we needed to talk more about sustainability and how we can work together. And Something like that is so, so, so simple. You know, guys, we've got an outside AV company coming in, does the next company coming in next week want to use it rather than a breakdown, breakup, et cetera? So simple. I
0: love it. And what other ways can events start promoting sustainability? That's a really great example. So
2: I was, again, I, I, I keep name-checking, I'm talking on these panels, but I was on the panel recently and Barclays Bank were there and they have a really simple gold, silver and bronze grading system for their events. And it's something really simple, but encourages people to get on board and of course push for perfection. I mean, the last thing you want to be doing is looking at a chart and seeing your last 10 events that you've put on are all bronze and the guy sitting next to you has got five silver, five gold and and what have you. So you're going to push for that. But I think that there's other things. There's, there's plastics. Single-use plastics still blows my brain. And again, talking about myself, but I, I was at an event um, recently about you know green conferencing. And every night, staying in this beautiful hotel, I had a plastic bottle of water left in my room. And my mini toiletries were replaced every night, regardless of whether I'd um, finished the bottle or not. Again, really simple things. And all of that that plastic could be being recycled, but equally, it could just be being reused. You know, it it wasn't in a country where you're worrying about getting water from a tap. It was just, you know, it it seemed unnecessary, but we do it so much. And I think it's it's become such a force of habit. We just, you know, we do it. Yeah, we need to drop water off in the rooms. We don't. We can do glass bottles that can be refilled. So simple things like that. Um, reducing signage and using electronic options instead not printing show guides and um, even if they are on recycled paper use apps and electronic signage if you have to give out gifts and collateral make sure they can be reused you know reusable coffee cups are great but yeah I get to the point if I've forgotten to bring mine out I get embarrassed and you know then question do I really need this coffee and of course you know more often than not I really do need the coffee but I'll then make sure my cup is recycled so we can all again it's just those all those little things that we can do and and as i said you know once you start doing it it becomes infectious and, and other people will want to get on board
1: when we had talked earlier john um i think the question i asked you was What is the single biggest thing an event can do to help promote sustainability or do better, essentially? And you started talking to me about the way that events approach food. Can you talk to me a little bit about what that impact is, what we could be doing better, and how we could even be maybe using technology to create a more sustainable event with regards to the food?
2: Absolutely. In the meetings and events world, we have something called FORO, F-O-R-O, which is fear of running out. And we cater for the likely demands of every single delegate at our conferences. Because after all, one of the worst things that can happen at conferences, running out of food and having empty trays sitting um, on the side. However, it's estimated that for every conference, meeting and event held around the world every single day, one third of the food is wasted. One third. Or, to put into context that's one point three billion tons of food waste every single year, which is just another scary thought to add to the already scary thoughts we've been talking about and um, food production also you know it, it accounts for thirty percent of all greenhouse gas emissions, and so much of that is around the production of red meat and There was a recent u n report that suggested we need to cut down the consumption of our, our beef by ninety percent nine zero percent in order to to meet the emission targets that have been set. And as a confirmed carnivore, that's a big ask for me. So we need to do it again, it goes back to that education thing. Someone was talking to me recently about Meat free Mondays, and at all their conferences events they have introduced Meat free Mondays, which will reduce consumption. We of course need more meat-free days, and we need to look more at plant-based diets, um, which the production of which is is better for the planet, and more often than not, it's cheaper as well. So one of the ways we can get around the overproduction and waste of food is using apps and technology. You know, if you dictate every day, you know what you want to eat the next day or or that day even. It allows for more accurate production. It also reminds you, gosh, yeah, I ordered the Thai green curry and I didn't order yeah, the risotto sort of thing. So there will be more cooking to order. So I think you know, technology, again, it goes back, I keep saying it, it's a great enabler and it will help. The other thing is, is that you know quite often we don't know just how many people are going to turn up at an event. If we're using technology that can, you know, people are tapping in, we know accurately how many people are going to be there and you know, any resources, so whether that's printing or whatever, are, are more accurately engaged with and, and actually will work accordingly.
1: I could probably talk to you about this subject all day long. Cody knows I'm a new vegetarian. I've been taking this pretty seriously. And so when you talk about these big numbers, 90% of that we need to cut down on our beef consumption, but even just thinking about an event, you look at a table of food and you can, with certainty, say about a third of that food is going to go straight into the garbage. I mean, that... That is just disturbing. It is disturbing. It's it's there's a cost savings here, but also this is the sustainability conversation that I think is so interesting.
2: And I think that again, it's kind of it's understanding what goes into the production of food. And and most people, you know, there, there's all these anecdotes about kids in inner cities not knowing their red meat, their burger comes from a cow and they don't know what a cow is and, or even looks like and that sort of thing. So there's kind of all of that, that that's pretty scary. But also, you know, I think there's also, okay, we are going to create waste, but what can we do with that waste afterwards that it's not just going into landfill? And there's all sorts of different inash- initiatives. There's RAP, which is the food or the Waste Resources and Action Program, which help hotels and venues cut waste and through practical steps, et cetera. We also work with caterers that that do amazingly crazy things with food. Um, you know, Recently, we did an event, and it was all about sustainability, but the entire menu came from dinner the previous night um, and a breakfast showcase that had happened that morning. So, they were taking the, the cheese rind and mixing it with unused barista milk to make um, a cheese custard, which sounds a bit weird, but when you add it with something else, it, it, it really works. There's, there's more and more um, initiatives that are really sort of looking zero to landfill, and, and so much – it just takes that little bit of, of, of extra thought. Thought about making that happen.
1: That is the coolest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah,
2: I love it. It's like <laughs> it, creativity, you know, it really. just becomes scary, and and, it, and it's brilliant. I mean, you know, the people are looking at this. You know, these are these are the creatives. These are the inventive people. By looking at something in a, in a slightly different manner, are going to again make a huge, huge difference.
1: And I think something that we had talked about earlier too was. People aren't necessarily choosing which event that they're going to go to based on how sustainable it is, but they are expecting sustainability practices when they attend an event. Would you say that that's true, John?
2: I think it is. Unless you are going out specifically looking for an event on sustainability, I don't think people will think about it too much. And, and again, it goes back to conversation we had this week. There was a, a guy that was saying you know, that they do lots and lots of measurement about their events and, and what have you. And I said, but at the end of the day, you know, is the, the delegate that attends the event, um, and that might be someone that's won an incentive trip, do they really care too much about you know, what impact that they are having by attending that event? And I don't think we're quite there yet. I don't think people do. But I think with more education, and I think if you turn around to people and said, look, these are the initiatives that we've put in place for this event to make it a greener, more sustainable event. And that could be, you know, we aren't serving bottled water. If you want water, then there is some water stations outside. We're going to give you reusable bottles. This is our, this is our commitment. We're not printing a show guide. We've downloaded everything you need to know that's on the app yeah this is the saving we've made and that we've you know we've stopped 10 trees being cut down i think if you tell people you educate them then people will buy into it a lot lot more and I think that's the way forward, rather than just going, yeah, well, we're not doing that, you know, live with it, or just still carrying on the same way that we've already carried on. We, we need to make changes. We need to educate people why we've made those changes, what we've done, and promote them and, and be excited about it and get people on board with it. And you will see people will get on board. You know, I, I got to say I do love this this uh,
0: subject of sustainability. It's always in the forefront of my mind. But I got to think about things in terms of our listeners and. You know, what would you say to one of our planners, one of our listeners that's having a hard time convincing their stakeholders to buy into sustainability you know, with regards to their live events?
2: I think it, it is quite simple. And, I, and I again, I also appreciate that it can be a difficult sell because people anticipate that it's going to cost more money. Um, no one's got time to do this. People won't like it. The client won't be happy, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's just worth reminding them with some facts about why sustainability matters. Um, in 2016, United Nations Global Compact Accenture CEO study included responses from more than 1,000 CEOs over 108 countries and 26 industries. And they found that nearly all, 97%, believe that sustainability is important to the future success of their business. There you go, throw that in front of someone, and then you know, simply remind them, your clients expect this. Your competitors are already doing it. It's a good thing to do. It's a feel-good factor. The limitless PR and social media, and it will set you apart from the crowd if you start doing it now. Shout about it. Yeah, make a big deal about it, and and people will engage with that. I, I appreciate that we can't win everyone over today, and. You know, I've sat in an event where someone was trying to get them to persuade them to have meat-free throughout the entire event, and literally the answer was just no. And we're going, "Well, what about one meat-free day?" No. You know, we—they're all salesmen, they're all red-blooded guys, and and they want to deliver, deliver, deliver. But, okay, fine. We can't get you on board today. How about thinking about it next year? And we can come in and we can talk about why this matters and what a difference it can make. And maybe next year we'll get one meat-free day, and then we've we've had a little win. So yeah, I think that it's just too important for people not to get involved and engaged with.
1: Yeah. Make little progress. You don't have to be perfect today.
2: Yep. Goes right back to that.
1: Okay. So we've talked a lot about how you can incorporate sustainability into the live event itself, but what about before the event? What can event marketers do to use sustainability as a value add and help educate their audience before they even show up on site?
2: So, I think it, it starts with the communication and and selling the event to the delegates and If they know there 's going to be a green element to it, then they will become engaged in that and and If you ask them all to come along and make a difference and whether that 's bringing you know a recyclable coffee cup water bottle, etc, ask them to to consider things like social media you know if they 're traveling as a group, they're car sharing or something like that, get some photos of them all having fun in the car if you can. You know when they're on site, try and, and bring in some, um, some green stroke sustainable um, activities, then, then people buy into that as well and it becomes fun. But I think the, the really important thing with those things is that they become um, legacy. You know, again, it, it's great to go and help build a school somewhere and take lots of Instagrammable pictures of it, but it's important that you, know, you don 't just then leave that that project that you 've worked on that there is something that you know, people are keeping an eye on it seeing if it needs help the following year, maybe even organizing things that you know a group of you go back we We did it in in South Africa many 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 years ago we we helped build some housing um, in a local community and you know, we tried to help and we sent things back and, and yeah you know, at times there is roadblocks but it's it 's ensuring that Wherever possible, you are creating a legacy, um, and that becomes yeah you know, that helps with the whole marketing of an event. So again, it's about sort of stealing the initiative right now, getting smart, having fun, because in a few years time, you know, this is going to become second nature. So if we're getting these little initiatives now, right now, then it's going to set you and your business apart from others.
1: Yeah, I mean. We're always trying to find ways to engage with our audience outside the actual days of the event. So how cool would it be to send an email and say, here's a couple of things you could do. Bring your water bottle, bring a coffee cup. When you show up to the airport, here's some other people you could grab an Uber with. And then after the event, like, here's where you could recycle your name badge. It's just to uh, keep the conversation going. I love it.
0: Absolutely. Well, John, this is so awesome. But like, what else do you think our listeners would need to know about
2: sustainability for events? I think you know guys it goes back to my initial thing you know everyone needs to get on board with this right now it's it's still to a certain extent in its infancy about what we're doing you know as as an industry in the next few years, we're going to get governments looking at, at what we do, and they're going to be asking questions about you know, the, the impact we make on the planet. You know, we move people around. We create a lot of waste. So we need to start addressing all these things right now, and it will keep government and legislation away from us, and that will happen. It's also about that competitive advantage. You know, Right now, we, we're in a good place. In four or five years' time, if you're not doing this, you won't have a business. You need to, to get it embraced right now. You know, as I mentioned earlier, the millennials, the, you know, the next generation of workers, all wanting to know about this. They, they want to be engaged with with the businesses that, that have this at the forefront of their agenda. Every single company, I will guarantee you within three years, will have a sustainability purpose on the front page of any of their websites or anything like that. It's going to be that important. You know, as an industry and, and as a business, we, we aren't right right now we need to do more we need to do more um, knowledge sharing we need to do more best practice sharing people don't really always know where to go and find what best practice there is out there what best practice even looks like so it's about not just keeping things in our, in our own silos it's about sharing as much information as we possibly can um, as i mentioned earlier we we did create a a green-white paper, which can be found at uh, www.bcdme.com forward slash sustainability. Go there, download it. There's some tips on that page as well, which just gives really easy, digestible, easy-to-use um, advice about meetings and events. But if you've got something equally yourself that you want to share, then let us know. You know, it's not We can't just keep all these things to ourselves. If you're doing something, if you see something amazing, share it. Trust me, you know, the planet will thank us all.
1: I I agree. Yeah, I almost got goosebumps when you said that. It's just that important, right? <laughs> it is. And I love when you say, like, we're all trying to do our best. We're coming up with new and innovative ways to be more sustainable. We need to share that with each other. And I am obsessed with your green white paper. Um, so, yeah, I encourage everybody to go check it out. You could also find it at CVent.com podcast. Is there any other resources, John, that you think that this audience um, could use to help learn more about this, especially with regards to their live events?
2: Yeah, so there is um, something called the Events Industry Council, which is a U.S. organization. Um, And I'll be honest, I only found this out a couple of weeks ago when one of my colleagues sent me there. It's an amazing resource. I have to, you know, big them up. It's it's full of top tips, easy to digest things. It's very, very granular. I mean, some of the things that they, they come out with, you kind of sit there and go, Wow. And in fact, I've got one in front of me, which I'll share with you. So if you're on your way to an event, you're going to be away for a couple of days, then um, save your perishables. Give away any perishable food to neighbors before you leave or store them for later use. And then it talks about slicing and freezing fruits and fruities and vegetables and that sort of thing. And I think, wow, you know, how cool is that? I'm one of those guys that comes home, you know, four or five days at a conference, opens the fridge, and everything is looking at me a little bit sadly from the fridge. If I would thought about it before, I could have put some of it in the freezer and then just reheated it when I got back. So it's a great, great, great resource. So I'd recommend anyone to, to check it out. There's a lot on there, but it is fantastic.
1: That's so funny you mentioned that because Cody and I are like food swapping buddies. So whenever he's leaving, he'll take his food. I <laughs> leftover food to my house and all vice versa. So nothing goes to waste. Yeah, That's that such was a good I
2: love that. That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, John, for joining us. I think this was amazing. I really hope that this helped to inspire our audience to think more sustainably about their live event strategy. And, of course, we'll add more information, links to additional resources at cvent.com podcast. So thank you again, John.
2: No, thank you. I really appreciate being given this opportunity.
1: Okay, Cody, I'm going to throw a few statistics at you. Are you ready? Shoot. Okay. One third of food at events go to
0: waste. Oh my gosh, I know. That was such a shocking statistic. That was
1: absolutely mind-blowing. And what about this one? 12 million tons of waste.
0: I know. That was insane. You know, I really hope this interview helped to inspire our listeners to incorporate sustainability into their events. If you want to learn more about sustainability or read the green-white paper, head on over to cvent.com slash podcast. We put the links in our episode description. And of course, we want to hear what you want to learn more about. Email us at podcast at cvent.com and tell us what topics you want us to explore. Or if you are an expert, let us know and we can have you on the podcast. So we'll see you next week for our last episode on season two. And it's all about modern event marketing with our very own CMO, Patrick Smith. Talk to you then.
2: Bye.